This episode is sponsored by Ginja 9, the Portuguese sour cherry liqueur from Albiluz, Portugal. Crafted by hand, made with love. For more information, visit www.ginja and the number 9.com. Welcome to our Portuguese Table Podcast. I'm Maria Lott, and these are in Green Bean. And I'm Angela Samoz, and we're just two chicks dishing about Portuguese food, culture, and what it means to be Portuguese. So grab a glass of vinho or un copo de café and join us as we talk about our favorite foods, reminisce about growing up Portuguese, and interview some of our community's most successful chefs and food writers. So, so sit, sit down, down at our Portuguese, Portuguese table. table. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Portuguese table. Angela and I are thrilled to have Milena Rodericks here with us today. And Milena is the author of For the Love of Portuguese Food, which is also a Facebook page. And we're just really happy to have you. Welcome, Milena. Yeah, welcome. Thank you for so. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here and to speak to both of you and tell everyone a little bit about myself. Yeah. I mean, for those that don't know um, Milena, could you just give us a little a little background? Like, um, I know that obviously you're one of the Portuguese girls here. Yes. Uh, where, where your family is from, where it all began. We can start there. Sure. Yes. Um, my family is originally from Figueira do Foz, which is located in central Portugal, north of Lisbon and um, south of Porto. I was born here in the United States. My parents immigrated in 1966 with my two sisters. They were um, already fairly grown, I think about like 12 and 13, about that age. They're like a year and a half apart. So I, it was just them. They came to Gloucester. My dad was a fisherman. He was a cod fisherman, a sardine fisherman um, in Portugal for many, many years. Started fishing at the age of 13. And they came over for um, obviously looking for, um, they didn't have a bad life in Portugal, not at all, but for new opportunities here in the United States, we had an uncle here that had come in through Newfoundland. He was also a cod fisherman. And then he called my mother over and she came over at that time and uh, her parents were here as well. And uh, a few years later, I was born. I was unexpected. <laughs> So, <laughs> don't say that. No, no. You were a pleasant <laughs> so I, surprise. I was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I was a pleasant surprise. But my sister yeah. used to joke and say I was a mistake, but um, <laughs> it's all—it was a big joke. But um, I was a pleasant surprise. Yes. So I was born in Gloucester, Mass, and I was born and raised in the United States. I lived here all my life. But my sisters were very Portuguese because they came over fairly grown. So we lived in Gloucester a few years. A few years later, we moved to New Bedford because my dad, many times, his boat would unload the fish here in New Bedford. So my mother would have to come here to pick him up. And a lot of the families we knew in Gloucester had all had moved to New Bedford. So we came here. Um, the funny story is my sister went, both my sisters went for a ride around the beach in New Bedford. There was a house for sale. They liked it. They brought my mother there. My mother put a deposit on the house. Then we moved to New Bedford. <laughs> Basically how we ended up in New Bedford. My mother borrowed $100 from her friend to put a deposit on the house. It's just hysterical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's how we ended up in New Bedford. But my sisters um, and my parents always maintained a very strong connection to Portugal. And uh, my sisters, when I was six years old, both got married two weeks apart in Portugal. And wow. um, yeah, and they both stayed there. So I was oh, wow. left here alone with my parents and a lot of times alone with my mom because my dad was a fisherman. He'd go out for, you know, 10, 14 days. And I uh, was brought up almost like an only child. But then one of my sisters did move back. But that left one of my sisters there, which was great because my mother would always send me to Portugal. And my sister was much older than me. She was 16 mm -hmm. years older and she could almost be like my mother. And she was. And so I would go back. I had my grandmother there. Um, she eventually passed, but my sister was still there. So my mother sent me every year, whether or not they, my parents went, they would send me. And That's so wonderful. I grew up immersed in the culture. Um, I always was very, very proud to be Portuguese, even at a time when maybe saying that you're Portuguese was not very popular. 
that never affected me. I was always very proud because I knew I knew how amazing it was because I used to spend every summer there. And as soon as school was done, I used to go spend San Juan, you know, and then stay there till school started. And I have wonderful memories, wonderful experiences. And um, as I got older, of course, my mother said, I'm not going to pay for your trips anymore to Portugal. So I used to work all through the school year, save all my money <laughs> and uh, go for two months. <laughs> so how, and, how, old uh, were you, how old were you when you started going for the summers? Because I was husband- one and a half. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So my husband yeah, and- did the same thing. And he used to say that when he was little, like he would actually kind of miss being here, right? Because all his friends were doing summer sports. Yeah. yeah. So was it kind of the same for you? But then, you know, he got older mm-hmm. and was like, no, I really want to go. So yeah, it was you know, funny. I don't remember missing being here in the summer. It just was, I had so much fun. My older sister, she was like my mother and she wouldn't stop. My sister did not stop. She loved the Portuguese lifestyle, you know, going to the cafe, going to the beach, you know, San Juan. I used to go, I went in the Marsha once holding the, the, the banner in the front. Like I, oh, cool. it was like, I lived there for two months. I was completely immersed in the culture with her there. So I always looked forward to that time. Cause I had a very strong bond with my sister and, you know, sometimes my parents would go too, but my sister was, I, I was her little shadow. She would take me everywhere and I was very well behaved. So like her friends didn't mind. They'd take me everywhere with them, you know, or if they'd go swimming in the Lagoa, if they'd go to the beach, it, it was just a ton and ton of fun. We used to go to the Serra, have some Dignadas. It was just, um, I, I loved it. And as I got older, of course, I loved it even more because I liked the lifestyle there, um, you know, the social life, the going out. It was safe at night. I could go to the clubs. I could go out with my, my friends used to come over with me. We traveled to Portugal. Um, we take train rides at midnight to the Algarve, <laughs> and I I remember once like the the windows were down in the in the train, and it was so cold. We had our beach our beach towels and the beach blankets. <laughs> um, another time, we had I went with another friend to the Algarve, and we got stuck in the Alentejo because the bus broke down, and it must have been a hundred degrees, and we couldn't stand it. We hitchhiked <laughs> to the Algarve. We were on our way to Alfaida. We ended up in Putimon because that's where the driver was going. <laughs> you know, it was like. It was, but like, it was safe, you know, like I did all those things and I never, I just loved it. I loved, I could go there and I could just, like, I felt free. And that's why I always loved Portugal. And still today I go there with my family and I feel safe there. I feel at home. I feel like I belong. And every time I leave, I feel like there's always that little piece of me that stays behind. So even though I was not born there and I was born here, I, I know what that soldat is for those people that left Portugal behind. I didn't never left it behind, but every time I go and come back, I feel like I leave a piece of myself behind. And so it's important for me to stay connected to the culture in every way. You know, uh, we're part of the social clubs, the Portuguese social clubs here, the food, the, the parties. Um, we just continue a lot of the, the tradition here at home and, and with friends, our group of friends mm-hmm. as well. Now, back in Portugal, do you still have family there when you do go back in the summer? Yeah, now um, my sister, well, my oldest sister eventually moved here as well. And then a few years ago, she moved back. She retired with my brother-in-law and um, now she lives there. So we have her there. I have some cousins, but I do um, have a condo there as well, right in which is walking distance from the beach, which is for me, that's heaven. That's my little piece of heaven. And so when I go, I have a place to stay, which is huge. It makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, go there and it's like my second home. You know, I have my things there. I have my furniture. And I, it's just when I get there and I put my bags down, it's, it's home. I don't feel like I'm in a hotel room or I'm in someone's space or I don't have to worry about, you know, coming in too late or, you know, is someone going to be home to open the door? It's like it's my space. So mm. I, I still love going back and I take. We take our girls back. They've gone to Portugal. Um, I started sending them every year. Well, not sending them, taking them at the age of one, just like me, about one and three months with both of them for the first time. And my oldest has been there, I think, uh, 12 or 13 times, and she's 14 years old. Wow. <laughs> so the tradition yeah, continues. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. They, they have a lot of fun, you know, especially if we, um, we try to hook up with friends over there. Um, because I'm from Figueira and there's a lot of people from Figueira the Fosh here. So we try to hook up with friends over there. And when we do, they just, they have a blast. Mm. So we, um, 
we really enjoy it. Definitely. That is awesome. So I know you spent your summers there, but any desire to make the move like your sister did? Uh, Definitely. When, um, when we see the thing is I had kids kind of late. So, but when we retire, we would love to spend like three to four months, but my young one is, she's still just eight years old. So by the time she's done with college and settled in life, it's still going to be a while, but I do hope to spend maybe between three and six months there, depending, you know, um, definitely the whole summer. I would like to do that, but when they're settled and, you know, taken care of and done with college and all that, I wouldn't want to leave them here, you know, for an extended period of time. You still have a long day, Yeah, it's it's still very, very far. (laughs) Well, you just have to convince her to go to college in Portugal. Maybe. Well, that happened to my husband's niece and she got married this year and she's living there and, you know, it does happen. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. College is a lot more affordable there, but the job situation, it's nothing compared to here. You know, the opportunities, it's not even close. So I, you know, I'm not going to push them to go there. You know, I think I would like them to get their education here and get a job here because I think their future the opportunities are just I'm so, like, I love Portugal and I love America. I love the mm-hmm. good things about both and bad things. And um, I think as far as opportunities, America is, is a place to be, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I hope they take advantage of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's a, it's a good point. And not to digress too much. Cause I, we totally have so much to cover about your yeah. book, but I will just say from experience, the Portuguese that I've met here in Silicon Valley that have come that went to college in Portugal and then have come out here yes. to work. Yeah. They're super successful, especially in the tech realm. I don't know that it's oh, yeah. a problem. Yeah. I don't know that's been a problem really. And the fact that she's already an American citizen, you know, she won't have to worry about the visa issue. Anyway, right. I, I digress a little bit, but you know, I wouldn't uh, completely, yeah, she can go to college there and then just come back here and get a job. And then just return. Yeah. I guess it depends yeah. on the, the degree that they, they get, you know, yeah, um, exactly. I guess that's a big thing, you know, like for instance, my husband, my husband's niece, she, she went to law school. So the laws, if she came here, I mean, she has some base, but the laws here would be different and the bar, yeah. you know what I mean? True. So it, I guess it depends, but technology, yeah, that's transferable, you know, yeah. um, which would be great. But it's up to them. You know, I'm not going to push them whatever way. I did try to move there after college, actually. I lived there for um, nine months. I worked three out of the nine months. And, I mean, I loved living there, but, the you know, it, it's different. They get paid, like, a quarter of what we make here, you know. So it's you're used to certain things, I guess, when you grow up here, you know. So, uh, it, it, you know, I ended up coming back back here. And, but I tried it. I tried it. I always dreamed of living there. And my hope is, to definitely, when I retire, spend more time there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now that we know a little bit about where you all began, um, yes. now it's time to talk about your what you're doing, what you've done, uh, which yes. is, we're all very proud of you. And as, as Portuguese, as being Portuguese and trying to promote who we are, and that's mm-hmm. a constant thing, you're just part of that that net, that team of people who are also promoting it. So we're very proud. Yeah. Of and Thank so you. with that, tell us how it all began, because there are plenty of people and you know it and I know it. And we hear mm-hmm. this all the time of people going, oh, I always wanted to do this. Oh, this is something yeah. I've always wanted to do. So yeah. the thing is, is on this podcast, we just try to tell everyone how we do it and how they can do it because yeah. all things are possible. Exactly. And so if you could tell us, Melena, um, how this all began for you, honey. Sure, yeah. Basically, about 10 years ago, um, I went out looking for a Portuguese cookbook written in English. I really hadn't given it much, too much thought. Um, I did have one that I bought in the 90s in Lisbon, and it's still out there. And I have, I forget what the name of it is. I think it's by Jean Anderson. I, I forget. Yeah, it's an older it's one. Anderson's. I did buy it. Yeah, right. That's the, yeah. yeah, that's the first I bought one. That one. Yeah, yeah, I bought that one in Lisbon years ago. When I saw it, I was like, oh, I have to buy this, you know. But then, you know, I didn't give it too much thought. Honestly, I didn't cook much when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cook at home with my parents, you know, but I, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So I bought the book. And then about 10 years ago, I wanted to put a basket together with the Portuguese theme with a tray, um, a clay tray, and then a Portuguese cookbook and some olive oil. But I'm like, well, it'd be nice to put the cookbook in English, you know. So 
uh, find an English cookbook. So I went looking on the internet and I went looking at the bookstore and there was very few to choose from. And I was surprised. I didn't realize like that there was not too many. And um, the one I was most impressed with was the Anna uh, Patulio Ortiz book that she had at the yeah. time about 10 years ago. That's the one I bought for the, for the auction. Um, and then like when, when I noticed that I came home and I was talking to my husband and I was like, well, you know, it would be really nice to write a cookbook because I'm very fortunate to have uh, grown up eating this food. And also I spent a lot of time in Portugal. So I know what the food tastes like, you know, I, like I've had my aunts and cousins cook for me there, my sisters, great cooks. And I have an aunt here who's a great cook, a great baker. My mother was a great cook, my dad. And I was like, well, I have all these amazing resources. It would be a shame to not, you know, make a collection of all these great recipes and that I grew up eating and share them with everybody, especially like for the new generations. I mean, there's those people that, you know, immigrated here and they know how to make these dishes. They don't necessarily need it. They can still read the recipe in Portuguese and understand it. But these new generations, you know, they're not as fluent maybe in Portuguese and also converting the grams. They're not used to measuring things in grams. They have so, no time for it. They have no patience. Yeah, no, time. no it, it's, it's a pain, honestly, you know, to try and convert the grams and this and that. So I'm like, wouldn't it be nice to, you know, write a book in English for anyone who wants to continue these traditions and, you know, cooking this delicious food and have it in the U S measurements and they just pick it up something easy, you know, and mostly a lot of the ingredients you have at home. So I thought about that and I talked about it and I even mentioned it to some friends and for years they joked about it because they thought it was never going to happen. They thought it was just like, you know, just a dream that was never going to happen. And they'd be like, so I just start working on the book. I'm like, uh, no, someday. And then one day um, I started my Facebook page. Actually, my sister was actually um, on hospice at the time. And um, I decided to start the page because it was a good, a good way for me to um, have like a distraction because mm -hmm. um, she was very ill. And I was like, you know what? Life is short. If I'm going to do this, I have to do this now. So I started the page and it kept me busy while she was going through a terrible, terrible time. So I was very surprised and overwhelmed at how excited people were to have these recipes. Um, when I started sharing them, you know, I got a lot of good uh, feedback, responses, you know, people messaging me. Thank you for this recipe. I tried this recipe. I made it for my husband. He loved it. it reminds him of his mom and this and that. So that was kind of the last push I needed to finally start working on the book. So a couple of years after I started the page, I decided, well, I'm going to finally compile, you know, all these recipes in a book, you know, so something you can pick up and have at your fingertips. So basically, it's the recipes that I have posted over the years. And um, I refined some of them, obviously, um, because my recipes that I wrote, the first few were not as well written as they, you know, the more current ones, because you become better at recipe writing and yes. the order of the ingredients and, you yeah. know, uh, the experience. So I had to scrub a lot of the old recipes and then make everything consistent. And then um, that's how, you know, I, I ended up doing the book. It was basically because I saw the need. I hoped that there was a demand. I believe that there was. And once I started the Facebook page, I realized, well, yeah, there's a lot of people out there. And what blew me away is that I was just thinking of the immigrants here, like in the U.S. But there's so many people in Canada, people in... And we're all over Africa. the world. Mm -hmm. all yeah. Yeah, because we, we had colonies everywhere and there's still right. Portuguese everywhere. And it's just amazing. You know, like uh, a couple of weeks ago, I saw three of my books went out to Macau. It's like, wow, oh, wow. That's, pretty, that's pretty neat. You know, I know yeah. they've gone out to uh, Australia, to South Africa, to Ireland, to England. So they're to Hawaii. So it's it's just amazing that, you know, now with the Internet, it's crazy. You can reach people worldwide. And, um, that's, that's what I, that was my hope, you know, that I could pass it on to those people that want to continue the traditions of Portuguese cooking. And, um, it seems like a lot of the Portuguese that are no longer in Portugal that immigrated or descendants of immigrants, they do have an interest in continuing, you know, making these meals at home. And definitely one of the things I think that strikes a chord with everybody is 
when you make a dish that reminds them of someone. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's huge. You know, like they're like, oh, this dish, you know, my mother used to make this. It reminds me so much of her. Or I didn't get the recipe from her. Or I asked her for it. And she didn't have measurements. And now I have all the measurements. And it's just yeah. amazing. You know, people are very grateful and appreciative. And that was just a great motivation. And, you know, just kind of like reassured me, like, this is, this is something I should do, you know, and, um, and that's, that's exactly why I did it. And now my daughters also have some family recipes here at their fingertips, that's um, right. you know, that they can follow, which is wonderful. You know, and I, I, I honestly, I refer to my book all the time because even though I've made these dishes so many times, sometimes I'm like, Oh my goodness. Um, do I use wine or beer in this usually? Like, cause some things I like more with beer or wine and, and, uh, <laughs> and, and sometimes I even, I'm like, how do I make that again? You know, and instead of having to call my mother, cause she has, she's 87 and she has a better memory than I do. Like I can call her and say, I'm like, did you use beer or wine? And it's like, Oh, it's a pleasure. Well, I'm like, she remembers better than I did. You know what I mean? It's just amazing. <laughs> so I find myself referring to it because I can't memorize every single recipe all the time. Some things I know by heart, but then some things I'm like, oh, yeah, do I do this this way or that way? And well, um, It's so funny it's you're helpful. saying that. But the other day, I'm, I'm just laughing even more here because mm-hmm. that happens with me, too. And, yeah. uh, and, and with me... It, it happens a lot with when I'm making um, rice pudding because oh, okay. I have, that's my, that's my go-to recipe. And, oh, yeah. um, and the whole thing is, is I have like so many different recipes that I have different ones, yeah. many different ways that sometimes I'm like, Oh, do I want my Ladiana's way of doing it? Or right, oh, right. I want my Aunt Lalia's way of doing it. And there's yeah. different ways and, and it's true. It's, it's yeah. wonderful. And it's a wonderful thing you know what, uh, and, and I know Angela and I have talked about this, and I, I think it's a wonderful thing that we're showing our daughters something exactly. that we're doing, and that mm-hmm. we are not only leaving a legacy for them in what we've done that, I mean, one day when we're long gone, it's still going to be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it's going to live on forever. Also, yeah, and we're also showing them, you know what, these things are possible. If you exactly. want to do this, look, mom just did it. I did it. So yep. they're, they're seeing us as, you know, uh, again, we talk, <laughs> Angela and I talk about this all the time. There are <laughs> things that we do that we look at our girls, because all of us, all three of us have daughters. Have girls. And, um, mm-hmm. And we look at them and we go, you know what? We want them to be able to not be afraid to try, to do, to experiment. Exactly. To, um, you know, to be free to do those things. And yes. I, I think that plays a very big part. A big part. Yes. Um, and that's wonderful. Yes, definitely. No, so I, I totally agree. And I have to say, um, Milana, the, the bit about mother's, rem- your your mom remembering, my yes. it's the same deal. And I don't know how they remember things because, you know, there could I be- I have dishes, no idea. There could be dishes that they haven't made in years. And then A you call them time. and say, you know, what, did, what was the, I'm, I've got this, this, and this, and what's the thing I'm missing? And then they'll just like tell you right away. Yeah. And then, you know, the thing that I try to do too, that happens with whether I'm baking a dessert or, or cooking a dish is I'll follow the recipe the first time and it comes out beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And then, then I go to try and make it the second time. And I think I got this, I can do this from memory yeah. and it doesn't yes. come out. And I'm like, <laughs> dang it. Yeah. I do. Yes. You know, I haven't to me. mastered yeah. it yet. You know? Yeah. Oh, oh you happens know, to me all the time. You yeah. know, what's, like, what's I'm, funny is that people say, well, I don't need a recipe book. I don't need recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're yes, a cook, you, you just know how to do it, so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say bull on that. I'm calling yeah. because yeah. you know what? It it a lot of it is memory. When yes. you get older and you do the same dishes all the time. Over and over. Yeah. Over and over. Absolutely. But I think having a recipe is a place to start. And exactly. Right. And then take it from there. I think it only works like, for example, if you're kind of improvising and you end up making a sauce, you know, with the juices left over from whatever you've got. Okay, fine. But then try to replicate that, right? Oh, this is so good. Can you make it again? Yeah. Crap. I have no idea what I actually put in it. Yeah. That's me and the Portuguese steak. 
me, sometimes the sauce <laughs> comes out fantastic. And then other times it's like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah. But so um, think, yeah, uh, that's it. I, I, I have that problem with the Portuguese steak sauce. Sometimes I get it on point and then other times I, I feel like I'm doing it the same way and something just, I don't know what it is. It's funny. It does happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, I think, you know, yes, you can improvise, but if you want to repeat success yeah. and yes. repeat that, you certainly need a recipe for sure. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, speaking of the steak sauce, there's a, a restaurant in Cotovia, which is uh, on the mainland near Sizimbra, kind of up the hill. It's where my, no, in-laws, okay. my where my in-laws have their house. And so it's like literally around the corner. Oh, I think, okay. I think it's called Cafe Armando. I, I think I can't remember. Oh. Anyway, they have their bifa portuguesa is to die for. It's just like phenomenal. Like you want to drink, mm. you want to drink the sauce, right? Oh, the sauce. And so yeah. we asked the lady and she recognized, she said, Hey, you guys come here like every year. I remember seeing, you know, you last, yeah, we're from California. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, can you give us the recipe for your, the sauce? Hey, why? Then you'll never come here again. <laughs> yeah, they won't. They, I know. <laughs> they won't give you the, I, even That's the restaurants so here, um, you ask them and they're like, Oh no, you know, it's, it's funny. They, there's some people, they just won't share that information. I have no problem. I mean, obviously I wrote the book. I have no problem sharing how I make things, but mm-hmm. yeah, some people are, I guess if you have a business and it's a restaurant, you're competing, you know, like with yeah. other restaurants. Yeah. You, you want to keep it. Could be. Sometimes it's a pri- pride thing. I know Maria has been, you know, begging somebody to give her a recipe for the queijadas, the feijão, right? Is that yes. what they are? Yes. Someone please give Maria the recipe. <laughs> I want a good one too. I know. It's like, I, those are my favorite. That is one of the things that I have been trying and experimenting and trying yeah. and experimenting, yeah. and I just cannot get it right. No, and- Maria, I have the, the same problem. I've been making the tarte fijon because I figured, okay, maybe once I get the tarte fijon, I can get the little tartlets, yeah. right? And it's still not the texture that I want. Yeah. And I'm like, what is it? Yeah. So I've got a few different recipes I have to try. Yeah. But and there's, there's something missing. There's actually yeah. there's something absolutely missing in it, and then I don't know if it's if it's the coconut because some people put coconut in them, but Ooh, no, I don't like no the coconut. And no. you know what's and you know what's funny is, and I get this when we're in Portugal, the butter, the eggs, it's the milk, yeah, they're different. So different, when, we, yeah. when we come here, we're not going to replicate it because there's yeah, no something. Can, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we can get close. But I, yeah, I it really, it bothers me because I'm just like you, obviously, because I have a, you know, we're both the same. Someone wants the recipe. I'm going to give it to you. I mean, it's like, yeah. oh, this is what we're doing because exactly. we're trying to preserve these things. But there right. are some people who just don't get that. Now, I'm no, going to ask no. you a question and I've shared this with Angela, but I've had people, I've had some messages. I've had wonderful messages from people like you also. Yeah. Just really sweet people. They're really, yeah. really amazing beautiful people out there but then yes. every once in a blue moon you mm-hmm. get a real not so nice person oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. and I had, yeah that's all we're gonna say not so nice and yeah. when we shut this off folks we'll talk about that and say what we really want to say but right yeah. now we're, when, you, when you have to keep that feisty portuguese girl correct. under control we're going to have to keep it under, not so nice. I've had actual people tell me that how dare I share recipes, that these That's recipes what? need to stay. That's um, crazy. Like, isn't that crazy? It that, is beyond, I haven't had that. Beyond me. Beyond. Oh, no, I haven't had that. But that, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't want these recipes to die. You know, you want exactly. them to, to live on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if crazy. nobody shared and wrote these down, what would happen? You know, eventually yeah. we wouldn't be making this stuff you know, anymore. It's, it's, and I, I also don't like the fact of, you know, and, and we're going to, now I'm going to, now I'm getting upset now. Now I'm thinking. <laughs> you know? and, and it's when asking people for recipes and they'll go, oh, yeah, Karita, no problem. I'll get that. Yeah. And then they kind of omit important steps. Oh, an important oh, Like deliberately sabotaging <laughs> the recipe? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Mm. I get most of my recipes from 
my aunt, who she just shared that complete, like she tells me all her little tricks and secrets and, yeah. and my mother too, like they tell me everything. Like my, my aunt all has all these little techniques. Like she, as far as baking, she is the best like that. I know like she, she still lives in Gloucester and people will ask her to make, you know, if it's a shower or some kind of party, they go to her. Can you make a Molotov? Cause nobody can make a Molotov like her. Um, her palms lot nobody can make you know what I mean so it's like yeah. she's the go-to person over there you know when they want like a Molotov and a palms lot because she's just like I don't know she's got the magic touch but she has little special things that she teaches me that she does for them to yeah. come out you know, yeah. so good and, and you know and what works. and you're blessed to have that aunt and as well as I am I have my aunt Lalia that yes. thank God for her because yeah. it's the same thing. But there are other people who'll go, oh, I know what you're doing. Oh, do you have this recipe? And I'd be like, oh, I don't have that one. Oh, here's yeah. my recipe. Here's the recipe. And you go, oh, my God, great. So you spend all the time and effort to put it all together. And then it's not. And even, it doesn't come out. You know, that's and, um, yeah. But that's okay. You know, it's this is this is how this is how you learn, folks. So for yeah, those, that are yeah. those that are listening and are thinking to myself, and I know you're out there because we know we've seen messages from you guys uh, of saying, mm-hmm. oh, I'd love to put a cookbook together. You know, these are the Go things that you'll have to face. And these are the yeah. things that you'll come across. But it, yes. it shouldn't be something to deter you from doing what you need to no, do. No, no. I, you know, Maria, I just, like, I try to focus on my goals and everything else yeah. around me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do with it. You know, it, the noise around me doesn't really matter. It's just, I just keep going forward, basically. Well, you know? it's, it's a big, it's a big world. There's room for yeah. everything. And there's, room for, and there's room for creativity. If you, yeah. you know, like to have uh, different twists on recipes, then, oh, you know, yeah. like, like, like David Late, you know, the new Portuguese table, yeah. or even Jeremiah uh, Duarte Bills. Uh, yeah, they're very his, creative. Yeah, his and book is that. not yet. Yeah, his book is yeah. not yet. But if you look at his recipes that he posts on his Facebook page, I mean, and he'll tell you, you know, typically this is made with this ingredient, but I decided to do it this way. Which, it up. Which yeah. you know, great. I mean, I'm oh, sure I it's can't delicious. wait for this book. I cannot I wait. I yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, oh my definitely. God, yeah, his, no, his. There's definitely a, a trend, even in Portugal, you see that. Like people are, um, this swing to that you know more modernization of some of these dishes uh moving yes. away from some of the traditional you know I like both you know I I don't yes. want to lose the traditional I'm very much a like traditional girl but I can appreciate you know adding a new twist to something I think you know they make some beautiful pieces of food out there you know uh mm-hmm. nowadays and I think that's wonderful you know that's mm-hmm. what you know some of some of them are artists and that's great yeah, absolutely yeah. Definitely. All right, so let's get into some of the fun questions about like <laughs> your favorites. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so what is your actually? I don't think we've actually asked this particular question, but what's your favorite yes. thing to make? Not necessarily eat. My, but what's your favorite thing to make? Okay, I like to make. I guess I would say probably. Oh, um, I like to make desserts a lot. <laughs> 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 <But>. <laughs> Um, I like to make feijoada. I like to, I, I, that's one of my favorite dishes or like a, a cod. I like to make, I love to make, mm-hmm. um, baked cod and batata mojo. I just love mm-hmm. making, um, those that very traditional, very Portuguese and they're, they're, they're not difficult to make and they're super, super tasty, super yeah. tasty. Yeah. yeah. Those are, um, some of the dishes I like to make the most and I love to make dessert. I love to make desserts. I love making, um, sahaduda. I love making sweet rice, which honestly I had never made sweet rice until a few years ago. Really? I, yeah. I mean, you would never believe it. I never made sweet rice until maybe like four years ago. <laughs> oh yeah. That's my, my go-to. Yeah, my mother would make it. My sisters would make it. They would sit there for an hour stirring because the way we make it, we we add a lot of milk. That's the way it's typical from my region. Everyone, like from the Figueira, Coimbra region, we pretty much make that arroz dos the same way and we don't put um, the eggs in it. And uh, we just add the milk very slowly. So I just have like memories of my sisters and my mom at the stovetop 
stirring and then just talking and having conversation and stirring like for an hour. And that's pretty much what it takes to make. So <laughs> I just, I, but I'm fallen in love and I honestly did not love a hushless unless it was warm. And now I've grown to just love it. I love making it. I love decorating it and I love eating it. <laughs> so I'm kind of like becoming addicted to it when I used to not pay that much attention to it, to be honest with you. But um, I do love making a hojlos now because I like to I like to get creative with the decoration, especially if it's a special occasion or a holiday. I have a lot of fun uh, with the cinnamon. I, I like to do that a lot. <laughs> it's a, it's a yeah, I never time. I always was amazed at how precise that the women could get the lines and the designs. Oh. Because, and they just use their fingers. Right. And, and oh, I, yeah, you just use your always... fingers. Yeah. Yeah. My mother, I guess she she used to be. She tells me that um, when she was younger, I don't I don't know if it's common, Maria, like in the Azores, but I know our region when there was a wedding coming up um, yes. a week or two before the um, the family of the bride and the friends would go and deliver. They used to make platters and platters of arroz to give oh, to the guests. Yes, nice. it's a beautiful tradition. So my mother used to get called upon like you know, at, when she was younger, she's like, the young ladies would go deliver it. I guess you would put it in a trivessa in a tray yeah. and, uh, you know, put it like in a basket and cover it with like a, a little tea cloth and deliver it. And my mother was always one of the ones to stay behind because she was always called upon to decorate it because she used to do a very <laughs> good job of decorating with the cinnamon. She told me that story all the time. Cause oh, she, so and I think I kind of get that from her because I love decorating. It's kind of funny. I'm like, I must have gotten that from her. Yeah, I got that gene because she's like, it was always, you know, they'd have me stay behind decorating instead of delivering the trays of uh, rice. But it's a very beautiful tradition. And then I guess um, from what I understand, you would go back, you know, a few days later to get the tray back. And um, they, they, you know, the, the guests would put money like as a gift to the bride and groom yeah. on just a little something, you know what I mean? But it's very cute. It's a tradition that was very typical from our region. I know some regions do that, but not, I don't think not all of Portugal, but it's a very cute. Um, I, I love hearing that story. My mother tells me all the time. It's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> that is cute. And so then. It's funny how every region is so different. You know, mm -hmm. that's the other thing that I've discovered. Like somebody will be like, well, you're not supposed to put that in that. And I'm like, well, in no, my region, that's stop. how we make it. Yeah, you know? I hate that. and I think yeah. it has to do with what you had available. Like, um, I, I know. think that's more like it, Melina. I think yeah. it's what they had available. I had a, yeah. a message sent to me the other day, and the question was: they were they had a family recipe of rice pudding, but it had more water than milk. Hmm. And so the question to me was: is that even right? And yeah. is, that, is that traditional? And yeah. So I wrote back and I said exactly what you're saying now. And that is, you know what, maybe in her family where they were from, they yeah. did not have enough milk. Not so milk, yeah, it wasn't on a farm or something. Exactly. Yeah. Not everybody yeah. was near the farm. Not everybody had, oh, a, you know, right. uh, could get as much milk as everything. Yeah. So it really, I think you're right. It, it's based on what they had in their cupboard yeah yeah so they would improvise or yeah. use what they had yeah that's what yeah. i think but yeah. so to it's, say it's that this recipe smart. is wrong or right I, I don't think people can necessarily say that you know yeah. what i mean because I agree. they're they're a different region and i mean my book i definitely cook the way you know is typical of the figate of the Farge region of the central portugal region a lot of people from that region they'll, they'll be like you cook exactly like I do, you know, we have a very, uh, we don't use crazy spices, you know what I mean? It's a very simple form of cooking and I, I, it's very typical of what I grew up eating and which is, you know, very influenced by obviously the sea and uh, the region of Figueira, Coimbra, that whole region over there, the central Portugal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the other question we have, Angela? What's your first food memory? Mm -hmm. Oh, gee. Oh, you really want to know? Yes. <laughs> the very first. You know, I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, like, does baby food count? <laughs> Can you remember? Oh, sure. Baby? 
Oh, the well, first I, no, like I just remember when I was small, I used to love the Gerber banana. You know, the, like, the Gerber banana. <laughs> That's funny. That's like when I think of being small, like that was like my favorite thing. <laughs> not Papingish? You did not have Papingish? Uh, you know, I don't, I honestly do not remember. I don't remember. Lysana. Oh yeah. That, that, yeah that, that. I do not I do not remember that. Really? I don't remember. I'm sure my mother must have given me that, but I don't I don't oh, remember that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't have that, Maria. You didn't have yeah. that? No, I mean you gotta remember I'm third generation, so we oh, were very Americanized. Yeah. I'm an old yeah. lady. I was born all of you. God in heaven. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just you know, I'm like, yeah, my girls are, yeah, my, uh, yeah, this is. See, I was born here as well, and it was in Gloucester, and there's not as big of a Portuguese community, so I don't even know if they had stores that carry that there. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Um, yeah, because actually my. Gloucester did have a Portuguese community, but not as big, huh? It does, but it's much smaller, and I'm not sure that they had, I know my aunt, when she comes here, she stocks up you know, at the Portuguese stores around here because they really don't have the stores like we do over there. And back then, I, they probably didn't have much, I'm imagining. That's probably yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. I did give the Neshtun to my daughters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got, and, uh, we got yeah, a really, the, yeah, set, we set a lock to my daughters. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. See, that yes. was already... How about, about Tuli Krem? That I remember. When going to Portugal, What's having that? the tuli cream. What's that? It's like a, I think it's like a hazelnut spread. It's like a chocolate spread, chocolate hazelnut huh. spread. Oh. Yeah, I remember that vividly. And I remember the one thing that I remember very vividly from vacationing in Portugal when I was young is getting the milk in a plastic bag, and then we used to have to heat it up. Wow. Um, yeah. And then the natas would come to the top, and you'd scrape it off the top. I remember that so vividly. And I can wow. remember the little, the little pan that like my sister would heat the milk up in for me and stuff. I remember that so vividly. Wow. Yeah. That's, those awesome. are, yeah, that's, that, awesome. that's pretty neat that I remember very well. Yeah. Very cool. So anything mm-hmm. you, anything that you will not eat? Uh, yes. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I was thinking about that today. All right. Um, one of the things I could not bring myself to eat is the percentage. Mm, okay. Do you know what those are? They're like um, goose. Uh, what is it called? Yeah, goose barnacles. Goose barnacles. Yeah. Goose mm-hmm. barnacles. I honestly, those are very popular at the restaurants in Figueira because we have a lot of seafood restaurants. Yeah. And I've had them in front of me, and I cannot bring myself to eat those. My husband will eat. He's tried them because he at first wanted to try them, but one day we went out to eat, and and it was in a big platter of seafood. Um, we with some with some friends and. Uh, he actually tried it, but I can't bring myself to eat those. <laughs> I can't. Or linguish bacalhau, like codfish tongues. Codfish tongues? Yeah, yeah. 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 I got you there on that one. Yeah, that's a little, yeah. a little different. I, yeah, didn't, I, I didn't realize codfish had tongues. I, that's what they call them, linguish bacalhau. I don't know. I <laughs> yeah, it's funny because here... Um, I know, Angela, you haven't seen Portugal yet, but the next time you come up, you are going to go there. And they have like in the very like beginning before you get to the real nice uh, codfish that comes from either Newfoundland or um, or Norway, they have like little bits and pieces of codfish. So they have yeah. like codfish cheeks and then they have like um bits and pieces that fall I, I don't know how it is and they also have sometimes the codfish tongues the linguish yeah I, I i can't eat that yeah yeah but, and i even go oh please they always tease me because I, <laughs> I don't care for it and they'll go oh it's gonna be a can want lingua no i don't need a lingua <laughs> <laughs> no thank yeah, you please. No, I'll pass on that. I'll pass know. on that too, honey. And then um, I love feijoada, which like dubrada is feijoada with a tripe. I won't, I always make just the feijoada. I don't, I won't eat the tripe. Although I've tried mm-hmm. it and it doesn't taste bad, but it's the thought of like what it is, the tripish. Like I, I, I'll avoid that as well. Yeah. yeah. So those are a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's I hear fun. you. I hear you. It's a texture it. thing for me, at least. Yeah. You know, with the yeah. tripe. 
I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot of things. It's funny. You were, we, one of the things you mentioned that you um, uh, like to make serradura. I've actually never had yeah. that. So oh, there's a lot of, there's that, a lot of things I've never had. Yeah. So oh, you have I to always, have that. It's delicious. I always try to try something new. And it's funny. The first time I ever went to Portugal was in 1998 and I was staying with a cousin of mine. And every time we went somewhere, I would try bacalhau a different way. And oh. sometimes, and sometimes I wouldn't like it. And she's like, why did you order it if you didn't like it? And I said, well, I don't know if I like it or not. I'm trying to like, you, try it. It. you know, right. it's like that. It's like that one movie with uh, Julie Roberts where she didn't know how she liked her eggs. So she made eggs like all different ways and figured out what she liked. <laughs> you know, I was trying to figure out, you know, which way I liked my cod. Yeah. So. Well, there's so many different ways to have it, you know? So yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. A lot of things. Well, we, We've actually come up on our time. Oh, wow. really? Yeah, we've got a, we've been going about a good 50 minutes already. And so, you know, I, I was going to say before we come left? to anything left. Well, what's what's in the horizon? What what are people going to expect from you, Milena? What are you working on now, sweetie? Uh, well, right now, I'm just, you know, trying to concentrate on, um, you know, getting my book out, getting the word out. Um, yeah. You think like. Everybody knows about it, but everybody doesn't know about it yet. Right. <laughs> it's funny, you know, like, they'll be like, oh, I wrote a book. They're like, you did? You know, like, even people that are friends of my husband are now, like, it's kind of starting to get out there, but um, there's still so many people that don't know about it. So yeah. I'm going to focus, you know, on, on pushing the book, getting it out there, seeking other avenues, um, you know, maybe getting it out uh, in more stores because I have it out in a few stores here locally, but maybe in, in other states, you know, I want to mm-hmm. try to look into that and um, yeah. just nope, let, let people know about my book. That's um, the most Good. important thing right now. And um, I'm going to continue uh, with new recipes on my Facebook page. I'm going to, you know, like I sometimes I'll post some of the old recipes, but I posted them so many times, you know, I'm like, I want to focus on learning how to make some new dishes and getting right. those out there. Like one of them that's on my list is I want to make feijoada transmontana because I think it's delicious and I know I can make it. So that's one recipe I want to focus on. Um, also, alcatra. Um, I know I can make that. I have a friend, you know, who should oh, be, ver- be very careful. When I made the alcatra and I posted that I made it, I had a lot of people from Terceira sending me messages telling me to stay oh. out of it. <laughs> oh no my way, god really? stop well you know what you should really you should really very them off. territorial very short really, oh, well you should really wow. them off and make it in the crock pot how about that <laughs> i know <laughs> and let me tell you it comes out delicious so oh, all you, you know, what? you know out what's there. funny is um, yes. t- i'm going to talk about alcatra because i had because I, I know a lot of people that are from tercero so of course i had yeah. said I'd love to be able to do that. And they said, well, yeah. you, know, you need to have the, the dish for it, the clay pot. Right. And so I'm like, okay, no problem. But um, so I was looking at getting a clay pot and I ended up getting the black clay pot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ones that are already, um, you know, they've been treated so that you don't have to soak them anymore and all that, but it's still a clay pot, but it's just, it's, it's the black one. It's the black version mm-hmm. of it. So mm-hmm. I did my alcatra in that and it came out wonderful. It came out delicious. Yes. And I even had the, the, um, the sweet bread to go with it because you mm-hmm. serve those two things together. And mm-hmm. traditionally in, in, uh, in Tercero, you, you serve those two together. So I had yes. put them out there and I had, some people had said, Oh, you know, this is, Oh, I make mine, you know, this way, this way. Other people are like, Oh, mm-hmm. I make mine, you know, whatever. And then I had a few people say, you know, don't, don't go share it. Yeah, don't do it. Don't don't put it out there. Don't you oh know? Oh my god! Stay out of it. So this is stupid. you're from San Miguel. This is from Tercera. Uh, yeah, you know, this is like you know, stay out of it. But you That's know what, so folks? I, I I didn't listen. I did. I did. No. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, there's it. It's delicious. It is absolutely yeah. Delicious. Oh, it's very good. I've had it a few times. My friend has made it. And uh, yeah. I actually, it's a funny story. I made a beef stew the other day. And it was kind of, it's not alcatra, but kind of the same idea. I um, I put it in the wine overnight. And, you know, yeah. then I, I just, I made it on the stovetop and I left it on there like four hours. And I, I used to chuck roast, no bone or anything like that. You know what I mean? But 
it was like I wanted to make like a beef type of stew, but with the vintage or whatever. I didn't have a specific Portuguese name for it, but it's Garnstufada. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. you know, it's Garnstufada. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I had people say, you're using the wrong meat. It, that's not how you make it. It's made with pork. I'm like, um, if it's beef stew, it's not pork. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? It's like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh like God. I said, beef stew, you know what I mean? So I like, sometimes it's just like, I'm just making, I just want a piece of chuck roast and I just wanted it to be like fall apart in the vine yeah. That's all. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, um, <laughs> no, let me but ask you uh, what does your husband think of all this? Oh, he gets a kick out of it. He just like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes he's like my soundboard. I just, you know, sometimes like just, you know, tell him things and he just gets a kick out of it. So, yeah. but you know, this yeah. is, I think, uh, you know, again, Marie and I've talked about this before, but this is where you really have to develop some thick skin and not only yeah. not take it personally and get sad about it, but, you know, not get too pissed off about it because then you just want to do it. Right. And we know that there are always going to be critics and no matter what you do, uh, there's going to be one person out of a thousand, at least, right. If not a hundred, that is going to tell you what you did wrong, but or whatever. And you just, like, as Maria says, you just, okay, thank you. And move on. Right. Now it's, it's different. It's different if they have, some constructive, like, you know, this is how, how, yeah, I appreciate constructive criticism. Like, this is how I do it, and it gives it a bit of a different flavor. Maybe I'll try it that way next time. But for someone to tell you to stay out of it because you're not from the right island, oh my God, I have some choice words for those people, let me tell you. Uh, (laughs) And I'm half half from Terceda, my family, so I I can... Oh, you are, okay. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's funny. absolutely ridiculous. So I should never make a taco because I'm not Mexican. I, mean, I know, right. but right. I'm telling you, this is just it. It's you're right, and and again, we have spoken about this so many times. You really do have to get a harder outer shell. You can't yes. let anyone tell you that you're doing something wrong, or you're doing it wrong on for them, or you should have done this instead of that. Well, you know what? Yes. For yep. those that say that, you go, you know what? There it is. Do it. Yeah. Go for yep. it. If you think yep. you can do it better? Go yeah. right ahead. <laughs> go right ahead. Go right ahead. Exactly. And, you know and they don't because they no. they don't. Most of them don't because they just like to complain. And I yeah. and I right. You know, it's um, but that's like okay. put your money, put your money where your mouth is. That's just like, yeah. uh, you know, when it comes to the community itself and clubs and organizations and the fact that people mm-hmm. aren't joining and participating as much. And you always get the person that goes to the meeting and complains. And then you say, OK, well, can, can you join the committee? Do can something. you help out with this? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm too busy. OK, well, then yeah. you just sit down and shut that's your mouth. part of the problem. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Absolutely. I mean, exactly. there's that, that old saying, if you're not going to be part of the solution, then get out of the way, right? right. I, think, exactly. I think I just combined a couple of sayings there, but <laughs> never mind, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, this anyway. was wonderful. Thank you for yeah, being awesome. on, you know, I, and we all know how life is busy and we all have, you know, so many things that are on our plate to do. So for you to take the time. To oh, anytime. Talk to Angela yeah. and I, as well as to let our listeners know, you know, what you're up to and all that, that we really appreciate it. Yeah. And for those hopefully, of you- I'll just keep keep plugging away, coming up with some more recipes for everybody, you know? Yeah. So and for, for really those enjoy. of, um, for those of you looking for Milena's book, it is on Amazon and you just got to type in for the love of Portuguese food. And we'll also include a link yep. um, to yeah. the Amazon listing in our, and also your mm-hmm. Facebook page and the, the blog post and show notes. So right. yeah. So best of luck. And I, you know, thank you. Uh, continue. And success with it better. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully you'll see another book soon. Yeah, hopefully I know right now I'm like, I just want to concentrate on this one, but definitely, you know, um, I want to work on new recipes and then hopefully if things go well, you know, there'll be another volume coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's all good. Okay. I got, I got one goal accomplished. This is huge for me. You know, if oh, I yeah, do another sure. one, wonderful, but even if I don't, this is already, it's huge. You know, and I, my, my hope is that I did it not, I didn't do it for myself. Like I doing it for 
anyone who loves Portuguese food and wants to make it. And I really hope that the whole Portuguese community can be proud of the book that I put together and say, you know, this is a good representation of, you know, some of our um, most beloved recipes. And that's what I try to put in my book. I try to put the ones that I thought people would like the most that the immigrants are most familiar with here, you know, that you, a lot of them grew up with that their families made and that stir up those memories. That's what I try to put in this book. Not, you know, like the, you know, like the one-offs, like the, I left, you know, the more, maybe the less recognized ones. I left those out for now. Maybe my next book, you know, I'll put some of those other ones out there for people that want to venture into more adventurous Portuguese cooking. But for now, I try to stay with the, the most popular dishes that I think people would like to make themselves at home that they enjoy when they go eat out, you know, basically well, that's what I put well, together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. so, well, thank you again, honey. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice chatting with you. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay have a great night. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Well, wasn't that nice? No. Yeah, no, she's nice to, lovely. She yeah, really is. And, nice. you know, the one thing we didn't talk about is that, you know, I, I've known Milena for quite a long time. Oh, um, really? I have. She actually lives in the same town I do right now, and we both came from New Bedford. But uh, one of her good friends that she, I mean, she's much younger than I am. So her. I used to, one of her best friends there, uh, Liz, used to work at a, um, a store that I managed. And on weekends, you would see Milena coming in because they were all going to go out, you know, because they're all in high school. Absolutely. So I've known her since, you know, I've known of her and all that. So she's very sweet, very sweet girl. Yeah, it's very a small world, but um, it really is. I just love her example because it's just a, another showcase of there's room for everybody and if you have an idea about writing a book or you want to write a cookbook just do it I mean who cares if there's already some out there and absolutely you know everybody's is going to be a little different so I love that she went for it and that she did it and um from what I can I I ordered the book I haven't received it yet but um, from what I can tell it's beautiful so Yeah. yeah I have it I have the book and um because again I'm going to support I'm going to support yeah. other Portuguese writers. And, and I think, I think that's a, that's a no brainer folks. You know, I, whenever I see a new Portuguese cookbook on Amazon, I buy it because again, I'm going to support them. Exactly. Um, I think the more we do that, the more there'll be more Portuguese cookbooks, the more they'll be in demand, the more that people will know about them, will be introduced to them with a whole different culture. You know, like Melina said, there are plenty of Italian, and we've talked about this. There are plenty of Italian cookbooks and, and plenty of, of other nationalities. And, oh, my and gosh, there's countless. Yes. Countless. So, yeah. And for us, you know, we can count them in, you know, pretty much almost two hands. You know, that's about yeah. it. Um, and for the longest time, as she said, you know, it was a non-Portuguese person who had written the first, one of the first Portuguese cookbooks. So it's it's just... It's good. So it's funny. a really good yeah. thing to see Portuguese writing about Portuguese food as well as for all of us to support them. And with that, I mean, it was hopefully everyone enjoys what we what we talked about. And then yeah. goes and buys our book. Exactly. And support all <laughs> the Portuguese authors out there. Exactly. Um, which is which is a great thing to do. Yeah. And, anyway. Um, yeah. But no, no, she was great. So another great conversation in the books. Uh, hope our listeners enjoyed it and hope everybody has subscribed please leave us a review on itunes i know we, we ask this every podcast and it may we seem do. like we it's do. not a big deal but it's actually a really big deal to leave a review on itunes that's how people find us and we yeah. get rated on itunes and um so please 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 even if it's just one sentence you know leave us a a, a review if you, if you will yeah, absolutely because i know you guys are listening we see that you're listening i mean we yeah. have of our podcasts that are being listened to, you know, 700 times out there or 800 times out there. Mm -hmm. So we know you're listening, uh, but follow us, you know, follow us so that you get to see when a new podcast uh, goes live and you get to listen first. So yeah, just, just do that for us. You know, you want to just do it. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. With that, we'll say at the próxima. Até a próxima. Tchau. Tchau.
Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at ourportuguesetable.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até a próxima! This episode is sponsored by Ginja 9, the Portuguese sour cherry liqueur from Albiduz, Portugal. Crafted by hand, made with love. For more information, visit www.ginja9.com.